It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jacob and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello, people of Philadelphia and wherever the heck else there might be Flyers fans in this crazy world of ours that we call planet Earth. I am Steve Jacob. This is Craig Forsythe, and we'd like to welcome back, welcome you back to the one and only Flyers preview show for the week. Yeah. I guess there might be other Flyers weekly preview shows, but guess what? I don't know who they are, and I don't care to know. Oh, baby. <laughs> coming we out swinging. I, I'm coming out swinging because the Flyers got me feisty. They got me... I, I am fired up about this team right now, and we're here to talk about the Flyers week ahead for the week of Monday, March 2nd. Craig, how you feeling, buddy? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling great. You're right. I mean, this team is this team's fine, uh, and it's good because they're flyers. That's already a bad joke. So we're on we're on a hot streak. But uh, yeah, believe no. me, I came this close to saying flyered up. <laughs> well, we're both flyered up. Everybody should be flyered up. This team is rolling, and I really I at this moment I got nothing to complain about, which is weird. Which is really weird, considering we've it's been doing so this weird. podcast for years. And this is like the first episode where I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't really want to bitch about about this team. And there's, there's Hell good reason. yeah, brother. <laughs> and there's, and here's, here's the proof. Uh, second in the Metro, sixth in the entire NHL. Wow. With 83 points, sitting at 38, 20, and 7, with a plus 30 goal differential. Uh, fourth best goal differential in the league. A plus 30 goal differential for the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh, yeah, and they've been working away at it. I mean, at a, for a while there, they were hanging out around even, not maybe, they're, you know, plus six, plus seven, barely above it, but they've been uh, been cranking out some wins recently, so they're getting up. Yeah, fourth best goal differential in the league, uh, and currently three points behind the Caps, who have played the same number of games as the Flyers for the Metro lead. I didn't expect them to be here at this point. I expected a playoff team. Not potentially get into the mix with the Cavs for winning the division. That's a step where I predict them to be. But uh, twenty-three, five, and four at home—that's a big reason why uh, the Flyers are one of only two teams, including the Blues, who have at least twenty-three wins at home this season already. So that's pretty good. And then uh, fifteen, fifteen, and three on the road again—not ideal, but they're getting better on the road, as showcased by the win on Sunday over the Rangers. I th- well, and it's crazy to think about where we are even compared to a few weeks ago where we were saying like, oh, you know, Flyers can make it in the playoffs, but unless they somehow miraculously get home ice, I don't see them doing anything. And yeah. I, there's a chance, there's I a mean, real good chance uh, yeah. that they might have home ice in at least the first round. And man, I can't was, I can't remember the last time that happened. Was I it mean, 20... No, it wasn't even 20. It was, it was 2010 or 2011. 2011. Yeah, because it wasn't 2010 because they, they snuck in there. I yeah, think yeah, maybe, yeah. I was thinking yeah. 2010 11. It's 2011. They uh, hosted the Sabres and then they um, hosted the Bruins, but got swept in four games. Then. And then, yeah, yeah, so uh, 2012 was they beat the Penguins, but that was they started in Pittsburgh. And then 2014 was New York, 2016 Washington, 2018 Pittsburgh. So uh, yeah, this will be the first time if they finish as the two or the one seed in the Metro. This will be the first time since 2011, which is pretty nuts. Although it does, I mean, this is this is the first time in a while this team's been fun. Like, I've, there, there's really nothing to harp on about the reason why they could lose in the playoffs. There's a lot of depth. The defense seems to be coming together. Carter Hart's looking like Carter Hart. He had a couple back-to-back huge games here against the Rangers. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels right to me that they would get home ice advantage this year, all things considered. And just how, I don't I mean, we've all felt as Flyers fans for a couple of years now. So it'll be a nice, uh, it'll be a nice change of pace if they actually were able to get home ice advantage. But we'll see. A little yeah, bit of time yeah. to go, but we'll see. They're doing, they're doing pretty damn good right now. They're doing pretty damn good, and I'd say a big reason for that right now is balance. Uh, while the Flyers yeah. might have only recently gotten a 20-goal scorer, I mean, they are on the verge of having five 20-goal scorers. Yeah. Uh, currently, you've got Konechny with 23, Hayes with 22, Couturier with 21, Drew with 19, and Van Riemsdyk with 19. So How that much? is some scoring depth right there. Yeah, what's Voracek at? He's still a little bit ways away. Voracek's 12, and yeah. uh, Derek Grant, everybody's favorite player, uh, Derek 15. Grant. 15 yeah that's right by the way yeah let's real quick let's talk about grant and thompson because one of these additions looks pretty good so far the other one kind of forget he's on the team until he's in the penalty box but Derek grant looks he's looked pretty good so far he's looked the part um and he had that really nice goal against hemrick lundquist where the rangers decided you know grant got to the blue line so we got to give him space and give him an offensive chance and then uh, Grant put a move on the old uh, geriatric Sweden, and he put it in the back of the net. So there you go. That's how you do that. And uh, Thompson, the king is dead. Yeah, the king is dead. Uh, Thompson, Thompson hasn't been as great, but uh, I do, I do want to say it was always something with Hextall where the the free agent signings for the bottom six or like the the glue pieces were pretty bad signings all the time. So far with Fletcher, they've panned out. I'll say that. I mean, Niskanen, Braun, um, Grant, and Pitlick have all looked pretty good. For guys that were supposed to be average, not noticeable guys out there on the ice, they've all played pretty well, considering uh, considering roles. Um, no Dutch Gretzky action. Here. No Dutch Gretzky, no Boyd Gordons, no Jordan Wheels, even if he had that really cool stretch of like 25 games or something. But um yeah, I mean, uh, six game winning streak for this team too. Have won seven out of their last eight. Um, I mean, they're rolling, Steve. Uh, I do want to point out too with the numbers here: uh, seventh goals per game, tenth in goals against per game, eleventh in power play percentage, twelfth in penalty kill percentage. So, again, penalty kill has been a strength of the team all year long, and we've consistently bitched and moaned about the power play until recently, until they've put Drew on the left side. And they started doing a lot of puck movement and below the goal line plays, and they've been scoring a lot more. And actually, the PK has blown up uh, a couple goals recently. But if again, the power play was the one thing I pointed to where I was like, this could be the pain in the ass for the the Flyers during the playoffs. But that's not really something that sinks the team. So now even if that gets going, I I don't know. They're they're clicking on all cylinders right now. And uh, well, having them both in the top fifteen, I think, is huge. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Disparity the past few years has always been well, the power play is fine, but the penalty kill is just a complete friggin' mess. Yeah, and then even last year, the power play started slipping pretty bad, and the penalty kill was still terrible. So to be able to turn around both a- units in one year. Last year, the penalty yeah, kill, let's make this very clear the penalty kill was abysmal last yeah, year. That's the biggest, I mean, that's the biggest swing for any unit on the team was the, I mean, the penalty kill, it was guaranteed a goal against per game, and now they're. Now they're like the turning point in some of these wins here. So, uh, oh, uh, it was the, um, oh, I forget the game that killed off the 114-5-130 to start the, oh, it was against the Blue Jackets, I think. And then they were able to come back and win that game. So those are things that didn't happen last year, the last couple of years that are now happening. And they're playing better in closer games. And 
they actually have a goalie that can help them out when they need to save every once in a while. So things are, yeah, again, not, I'm not going to say too much, but things are looking all right right now. Can't really complain. A little over a month out of the postseason, I can't really bitch about about anything. I don't know, but I don't know how you feel, Steve. I don't know how the people feel, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the team right now. I think the people are feeling damn good from what I've heard. Yeah, it looks like it. And they should. Pumped. Yeah, they should. Yeah, this is a. It was even if the playoffs end up not being great, I feel like this is a a year heading in the right direction. I feel like they, this is something they can build off for next year. And hopefully they don't. They shouldn't have any dropbacks like they did after fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen, eighteen, even. But I mean, it feels like progress to me. I mean, yeah, at, yeah. at this point, look, I heard WIP talked about the Flyers for a whole hour on a Sunday night at ten p.m. Whoa. Which, wow, that's got to be a record. What? An hour. An cool. hour on a Sunday night late at night. You know, that's that's. I mean, my buddy might have been exaggerating when he told me that. <laughs> I was going to say, we may need to check in an hour. Is uh, I, feel I mean, like if they talked about him for 10 minutes, that's a record. It feels I think. like an hour. Yeah, that would definitely. Oh, yeah. hockey talk. That's uh, I won't abide. <laughs> Half of it's just about Yager and Gretzky. It wasn't about anything that's happened recently. So <laughs> listen, we got to talk about Jason Peters, favorite sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Did Byron Jones sign yet? Yeah, that's probably the big. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, let's get into this week, Steve. Uh, Flyers had a couple days off, and then they go to D.C. to take on the Caps. Uh, 7 p.m. Game is on NBA. Huge game. game. Big Huge game. Huge game. And this is going to be something you're going to hear a lot down the stretch, but probably the biggest game of the year. Uh, considering wow. the opponent, considering it's on the road, considering what we just mentioned, uh, Caps have 86 points in lead the division. Flyers are second with 83, and also the same number of games played. So... Flyers won this game in regulation. Division is kind of between the Caps and Flyers. If the Flyers can hang on and keep up. And the Caps haven't really been playing too hot recently, but they do lead the Metro, and they're fourth in the NHL with a record of 40-19-6, plus 27 goal differential, 18-9-5 at home. Uh, and this is the fourth and final meeting between these two teams. Flyers have gotten points in all three. They are 2-0-1. Oh, uh, they lost the shootout in Philly 2-1 on November 13th. Caps kind of took it to him a little bit, and that was hard helping him out a lot. But won three to two on January eighth, another close game where Hayes' uh, shorthanded goal decided it. And then, of course, the Flyers blasted him in DC seven to two, uh, a little less than a month ago, uh, mm-hmm. back on February eighth. Uh, Caps though, a lot of goal score, uh, fourth in goals per game, fourteenth uh, in goals against per game, middle pack power play, and then fourth ranked penalty kill with eighty three point three, which doesn't sound great, but I kind of want. This is the only like experiment I want to see. I want to see, I want to see how the Flyers power play, how it's been clicking recently. I want to see how they look against this uh, a top-ranked unit in a key game to see if they're still going to be able to maybe not even convert, but still move the puck well, create chances. You know, if you don't score a goal but you hit two posts on the power play, I think that's a you can you can hang your hat on that kind of power play work in production. Or maybe not the production, but the work. You know, you know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, and then the play driving metrics are are right for uh, the Caps. They are eighth in uh, shot attempts, four percentage, and they're middle of the pack when it comes to expected goals, four percentage. Tied six with two point four four expected goals per sixty, and then twenty first with two point three five expected goals against per sixty, um, including that loss to the Flyers uh, in the last eleven games for the Caps. Though they are now 
generating less expected goals for than the number of expected goals against. So they're down 2.42 expected goals for over the last three games or 11 games at five and five, and then 2.48 expected goals against per 60 over the last eight, uh, 11 games. So at five and five, they're getting outplayed over the last 11 games. We'll see. If so that... they were scarred by the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, they were. They got scarred by the Flyers, and um, I'm looking. Uh, so they are four, six, and one in those 11 games they've won three of the last four though and um it's like back to back for the caps as well which i believe means we're going to be uh see samson off although hope, hope he's been playing a little bit better but caps play um played in minnesota on sunday host the flyers on wednesday and then on thursday they travel to new york to take on the rangers and then they have all friday before they take on the penguins so they're in a similar situation but the flyers aren't going to get the benefit of the back-to-back thing because they're both the first games of the back-to-backs uh deadline additions so brendan Dillon, i still like i think he's doing pretty well uh they added elio kovalchuk and then daniel sprung Sprong hasn't played in the league yet, but he has four points in two games, including a game-winning goal uh, in a pair of games for the Hershey Bears down the AHL. Kovalchuk has one assist and eight shots on goal with four penalty minutes in three games uh, so far with the Caps. Is Fin- that good? <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's all right. I- I'm still, I'm not, I'm still going to hold out on Duncan on Kovalchuk yet. I, I think he's going to. Eight he's shots on goal. Eight shots on goal in three games isn't bad. That is, yeah, that uh, is, is pretty bad. decent. And I think yeah. his assist was a secondary assist, I think, but he was the one that kind of created the play itself in the veteran goal, if I'm thinking of the right play. Um, so, I mean, I'm still waiting. I still think that he's going to have some kind of impact or cause pain in the playoffs or somebody. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge that transaction yet, but uh, 51.45 expected goals for percentage. Although uh, t- uh, minus two in the 25, 42, at five and five over three games on his uh, five and five line with Eller and Haglin, and then uh, Dylan, who not expected to get points, so zero points, eleven shots on goal, and thirteen pims, averaging nineteen fifty nine over his first six games with the Caps. On the top pair with John Carlson, John Carlson, of course, more offensive minded than defensive, uh, and I think Dylan's going to help kind of bring stability to that pair. Fifty seven point ninety seven expected goals for percentage and. Six goals, four and five goals against, and eighty-four, fifty-eight, and five and five so far. Hopefully, that pair doesn't become a lockdown, shutdown pair and a real threat uh, for Washington. Because if that's the case, they're going to be even more of a bitch to play in the playoffs. But right now, it, it's going pretty well for them. Uh, John Carlson, team high fifty-eight, uh, team high fifty-eight assists and seventy-three points in sixty-five games. Now, to good. put that in perspective, the Flyers' top point getter right now is Travis Konechny who has 60 points <laughs> yeah so John Carlson also a defenseman worth noting and he's uh he's doing all right he's doing I think you know not that he's a really good defenseman I think it does help a little bit when you are an offensive threat and you're on the same power play with a Betchkin. I think it's kind of uh it's not too some points. yeah I might get some points just gliding the puck over to Betchkin there but still it's not really a knock on Carlson he's pretty damn good but yeah he's having a monster season and he I would imagine he's the Norris favorite, even though there's going to be a lot of arguments about how he wasn't really like the best defensive defenseman or didn't really wasn't even like average defensively, I guess. But I wouldn't have any problems with him winning because of the uh, the poor production. But and Ovechkin, you're not going to believe this. He's still out there scoring goals. He's got 45 goals in 64 games this year. I, I mean, he's old, isn't he? He's gray. His hair is so gray now, and he's still got. He's so gray. Probably get fifty goals 
it's it's really annoying. Also, Ocean Vrana each have 25 goals, uh, so they have three 25 goal scorers at the moment. Also, Tom Wilson has 21, so they have four 20 goal scorers. We're going to talk about Tom Wilson, who has quietly become a reliable, much less dickhead version of a player than he usually is. But Ocean Vrana. This is maybe the most upsetting. This has got to be the most upsetting thing that's happened in the NHL in in the past (laughs) few years is the fact that Tom Wilson turned in from a human dumpster to like actually like a dumpster who can hold a hockey stick and, and pass it to the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah. The good old Voracek approach is pass it right into the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Wilson turned into an actual NHL player is just, uh, it's so disappointing. I just wanted to make fun of him forever. And it's hard to make fun of somebody when they score 21 goals. Yeah. And he's still doing, he's still doing Tom Wilson things, but it's not at the same Right. He's not doing anything obnoxiously over the line that he should be suspended for, I guess. He's still being... Right, not, he's not, like, supermanning in anybody elbows first anymore. <laughs> no, he's not doing that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then in net, I think... I would expect the Flyers to get uh, Sam Sonoff on Wednesday. 16-6-1 this season with a 9-17 save percentage. 2.40 GAA and one shutout. Holpe, uh, 24, 13, and 5, 898 save percentage and 3.12 GAA. I'm saying Sam Sonoff because I, I would assume that the Caps would want to put their backup in against the lesser team, which would be the Rangers. And uh, saying that with confidence based on this weekend and also before this weekend. So, Ryder being out doesn't help too much in that. Ryder being out does not help at all. Yeah. And also, if the Caps can kind of. Like the Flyers did. They the the Flyers gave the Rangers a little bit of space in the first period in the first game, but once they started playing defense, uh, the Rangers didn't know what to do. So I imagine the Caps can do that and kind of uh, take them out of the game. But what are what what are we feeling here, Steve? How I, I first have a question before I, I answer how I oh, feel okay. about this game. Right. But is it is it Samsonov? It's not Samsonov. That's what I've been hearing on broadcast. Okay, that's interesting. So, yeah. I. I yeah, it's like I, the, I, I've never heard that pronunciation before in my life. I, so, uh, I, um, hey. I thought it was Samsonov too. And then I heard a few announcers saying Samsonov. I, and then I went back to, I thought of Varlamov and Varlamov. Because, I mean, that's even Caps goalies too back in the day. I remember that yeah. being a thing. With, we'll, uh, just, we'll just call him Sammy. Yeah, just call him Ilya. Ilya S. We'll call him that. Ilya S. Uh, 917 save percentage, one shutout. Uh, and he's probably slamming Sammy Onoff. <laughs> I feel like Yoko so Onoff. If you have the name uh, Sam or if you have the name Jake, everybody goes for the same nickname. Jake, everybody named Jake. What is their nickname? Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. And then Sammy. I don't know if it's just a. I don't know if it's just something we do, but we refer to every Sammy as slamming, slamming Sam Carcini, slamming Salmon. Uh, Sammy uh, Dallenbear. Slamming Salmon. <laughs> Slamming Salmon is the... <laughs> it's a pretty good cartoon, actually. We should probably keep the right... Cut this out. Don't let anybody hear this, because I want to get... It a... It's a cartoon? I thought it was... A... No, 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 no. I'm going to make that it... a cartoon. Yeah. That is a, a weird movie by the Super Troopers guys. Oh, what? Slamming yeah, Salmon? Uh, Broken Lizard guys. Slamming Salmon is an actual oh, movie. Oh, okay. I didn't it's even on... hear it. I didn't it's on Amazon, that. I believe. I didn't... Yeah. I was actually... Balls. Michael Clark Duncan as an ex-boxer who owns a seafood restaurant. This is all true. <laughs> when did this come out? <laughs> a few years back. It it it, it is something. Was it a box? Did it really? Did it do numbers in the box office? Did it really clean I up? I am sure it did not. <laughs> <laughs> How, so 
back to the hockey aspect of this show, uh, this preview show. So how am I feeling about this game? I think it's going to be a damn good one. I'm looking forward to it. I yeah. think this is going to be some of the best hockey you've seen all year. I think um, I'm kind of interested to see how the Caps are coming into it. They've won through the last four, but again, they haven't looked that great over the last, I guess, month. And that's kind of a thing the Caps do. You know, that was the pre-cup routine where they were like, oh, we're doing so well. Let's take March off and see what happens. And, you know, they sometimes they moved it up in the late, late February. I remember that was a thing in 2015-16, thing in 2016-17. Um, so maybe this is just that. And the Flyers might be able to take advantage of that, and then the Caps return to be in the normal selves in the uh, in the around playoff time. But I think uh, I, I don't know. I want to say the Flyers win this one, but I I don't think it's a lock by any stretch of the imagination. Definitely not a lock. Yeah, no. It's, it's, I, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, really. I'm going to say defensive game, super defensive. I'm going to say it's going to be like a two-one game again. That's going to be my guess, uh, and I'll say the Flyers win. All right, uh, Thursday's game, next day, second game of the back-to-back. Uh, Flowers take on the Carolina Hurricanes, all their forwards and pretty much nobody on defense. But uh, Hurricanes, first team currently sitting outside the playoff picture in the East with 75 points with a record of 35, 24, and 5, plus 24 goal differential, um, 16, 12, and 3 on the road. But three points behind the Blue Jackets for the final, final wild card spot, uh, but they also have three games in hand. So, it's not like they're completely out of it. And also the Blue Jackets keep, I mean, people st- keep getting hurt for the Blue Jackets. It's insane. But I would expect them to get that final wild card spot still. So they're going to be pushing, even though they're down quite a bit of people. Um, and also plus 24 is the best goal differential for a non-playoff team. The Ranchers are second with plus 14. Fourth and final meeting between these two teams. Philadelphia won the first two meetings, four to one on November fifth. That was a game where the Flyers got massively outplayed, but Carter Hart stood on his head. Five to three win a couple weeks later in Carolina. That was uh, the uh, Frost connecting and Drew went off. Frost had a shorthanded goal and a bunch of crazy ass passes. And then uh, the last meeting was January seventh, which was a five to four overtime loss for Flyers in Carolina, and that was the final game of that really fun California road trip that the team had. You remember, you remember, you know how we all feel right now and how everybody felt when they came back from that West coast swing around Christmas and new year's, like just the polar opposites and feeling among the fan base. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Complete. Not, not a good time. Not a good time. Uh, but they are 12th in goals per game, 11th in goals against per game, 13th with 21.2 power play percentage, fifth with an 83.2 PK percentage. Again, another good test for the flyers power play. Uh, third in shot attempts, four percentage, and then fifth with 52.45 expected goals, four percentage. Second with 2.58 expected goals, four per 60. Seems like an Eric Tolsky uh, operated team, if you ask me. Uh, Hurricanes deal. Their schedule is hilarious. So, Steve, the Flyers play the Hurricanes on Thursday, March 5th. It'll be the Carolina Hurricanes' first game in the month of March. March <laughs> in the month of March. Jesus. Uh, Marth, <laughs> February, Marth, April, uh, lost in overtime to Montreal on Saturday to extend the losing streak to three and have ice climbers until they challenge a Philly on Thursday. Uh, game against Philadelphia, though, is the start of a three and four as they then have to travel to Pittsburgh on Saturday and the New York Islanders on Sunday. So the schedule doesn't really help the Flyers, does coincidentally help the New York Islanders. I'm watching you, NHL. Also, it's the start of a five game road trip for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Sebastian Ajo leads the team. 
They're I was going to say, this is all Lou conspiracy. This clearly is a Lou Lamorello conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, and it, I'm going to connect the dots. It's all there. He's left a lot of fingerprints on this, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to piece the puzzle together. And then uh, you travel that Martin Brodor jelly donut trail all the way back to Lou. <laughs> I mean, we, we, you know, I got to do it before. How old's Lou? He's like 96 now, isn't he? He's pushing it. He's, uh, he's 147. Yeah, he, he might already be buried. So I got to figure this out before he's eventually not involved with the Islanders anymore. I'm on a t- tight schedule here. Uh, Sebastian Ajo leads the team, 36 goals, 62 points. Speaking of teams with uh, low-scoring po- uh, leading point getter. But uh, Tara Vinen also has 60 points, so they have two guys over 60 points. Tara Vinen also. I, I always laugh at the Tara Vinen situation in Carolina because he was with the Blackhawks, and then Stan Bowman was like, I don't really want to deal with this Brian Bickle contract. And then that's why he lost Tuivo Tara Vinen. And now here the Blackhawks are, and here the uh, Hurricanes are. It's just it's a good time for everybody involved. So, uh, goalies and injuries, though. Uh, so we talked about the Dan Ayers story on uh, on the perps this week. Since that game, the Hurricanes have played three games, and they haven't had uh, James Reimer or Peter Mrazek. Uh, and Mrazek apparently is dealing with a concussion. I think he might be back in time for Thursday's game. Reimer, I just the last I saw about him was Robert Moore saying that he will be out long term. So we're looking at maybe Morozik, but if not Morozik, Anton Forsberg and Alex Nedeljkovic um, are both up with the team. Forsberg in these three games, uh, he's has recorded one game. He's zero one and zero with an eight eighty five save percentage and four point four one GAA, and Nedeljkovic is zero one and one with an eight fifty seven save percentage, three point one one GAA. Hurricanes aren't leaving them out the dry. I think they've cut down on all the high-quality chances. They're letting less pucks go towards them, but these guys aren't NHL goalies, so that's why the puck keeps going in. Uh, yeah, it doesn't help. I would say that definitely help. doesn't help. And what also doesn't help is that a lot of their blue line is banged up right now. So they've been in without Dougie Hamilton for a while. Repesci also got hurt in that game where Ayers had to come in, and they lost Mrazic and Reimer. He's out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. They acquired Vatanen from New Jersey. He still hasn't played a game for Carolina. He's been out with a leg injury since, uh, I think he played on the first day of February. He hasn't played since. Uh, so that deal's working out. The de- deal's working out pretty well for them so far. Yeah, all these deals are, I'll tell you what, um, there's something right now. I mean, I guess that, to be fair, when you lose two starting goalies in a regular on the blue line, maybe a lot of the deals kind of go up in the air. But that's, it's, uh, uh, last few but, games, though. Well, wait, go so ahead. So let me, let me posit this. Let me posit this. Perhaps the fault lay with the Carolina Hurricanes for relying on Peter Morozik and James Reimer as their goalies to start with. Yeah, that's fair. I will. I, it just, like, I, I know the, the injuries are, are fluke accidents, but I mean, Carolina is one of those teams that if they had, I think, a better goaltender all year, they could probably be where the Flyers are at right now. They are. I mean, I will say the Hurricanes are not, really that's not that method of let's see if we can win without a goalie. And yeah, they're doing... and it's not that that Reimer and Morazic have been bad for them by any means. I think they've played above their heads, but I think the rest of the league can tell you these aren't very good goalies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean. They have, I mean, they've been doing well without, you know, I guess insane goaltending, but, um, and even, well, I mean, Ram- Rammer's got a 914 save percentage this year. That's all right. But I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like if they had a goalie that could actually steal in some games, they would actually probably be 
in one of the three spots in the Metro rather than fighting for one of the wild card spots. And that's where I think I, in our, our preseason like episode, when we were trying to guess the divisions, I think I had the hurricanes in the top three. I think I said caps, flyers, hurricanes, and then the penguins decided to win all these games when nobody was playing for them. And, uh, all that kind of stuff happened, but yeah, if they maybe had a goalie, it'd be a different story, but they don't. And they have a bunch of guys out on the blue line, and they have the last two games. Their blue line has been Joel Edmondson and Jacob Slavin on the top pair. Joel Edmondson shouldn't be anywhere near your top four. Um, Hayden Flurry and Brady Shea, um, sure, as your second pair. And then Jake Gardner, who's having a pretty bad and unlucky season, and TVR on the third pair, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyke. So if that's if that's a defensive setup in front of, say, Anton Forsberg on Thursday. Thinking the Flyers should throw uh, some pucks at the net and see what happens. I'm thinking I will be very things. disappointed if the Flyers don't come away with a few goals in that game. If they get blanked somehow, it's going to be painful. But uh, I mean, oh, Edmonton is he's just not good. Slavin's very good. Slavin can probably carry Edmonton, but Edmonton is going to be. You could probably burn him a couple times in that game. Hayden Flurry and Brady Shea. I mean, Brady Shea. Uh, they're just not top. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Brady Shea has had a Weird season. Uh, Brady Shea, actually, I was going to talk about him and Trocek and Vatnin. Well, not Vatnin because he's injured, but Trocek and Shea were the two big additions at the deadline that they have already played for the Hurricanes. Trocek has zero points and two shots on goal in three games, averaging 17.03 of ice time in each of those games. Spent uh, his first three games on a line with uh, Martin Natchez and uh, Nino Niederreiter. They have a 37.88 expected goals for percentage together and have allowed one goal against. So not exactly spent a lot of time in the offensive zone. Uh, Brady Shea, one helper, seven shots on goal, averaging 21-25 in his first three games with the, the Hurricanes so far. Played on the top pair with Slavin in the first game, and then the last two has been on the second pair with uh, Hayden Fleury. So, uh, again, Shea is not... That move surprised me a little. That may have just been because of the Pesci injury and also because Edmondson was working. I mean, Edmondson, again, is in your top four, which maybe isn't ideal. Um, but this is a game the Flyers are catching. Hopefully they're catching the Hurricanes at in an opportune time where they just don't have their two starting goalies and are without a couple of pieces on the blue line. And they're still going to probably be without Vatten until. Uh, so it's a... It, and they're going to come out gunning. It's a, still a team that the Flyers need to finish above to stay in the playoff picture. So it's still a pivotal game. Oh, yeah, for sure. At home, it's a second game in a back-to-back, which is a little worrisome. you got to lean on Brian Elliott. I think Brian Elliott, <laughs> it might come down to that, honestly. It might come down to Brian Elliott just being better than Anton Forsberg or Nedeljkovic. So we'll we'll see. Um, it's been a little bit of time since that, Brian Elliott. I mean, that's one – that's one occasion where I feel confident in Brian Elliott coming out on time. I, yeah, and it's uh, you know we haven't had a lot of that recently, but he is able to come out on top of that situation. He is. I mean, the the second game back to backs this year, I feel like he's been fine. I haven't looked that up, and I'm sure when I go back and look now, he's gonna have like an 8.30 save percentage. But don't let Kelly hear all these doubts that you're throwing out <laughs> there about Brian up, Elliott. Yeah. That's her boy. Yeah, I should probably stop uh, talking shit on behalf, but just saying, you know, I. Again, I I feel I still feel pretty positive about that game. Uh, I don't know, Stephen, how we said, how we feel. Uh, Flyers should win this one. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so they're going to make an eight game winning streak and then they're going to host the Sabres on Saturday. Who they play at uh, 7 p.m. NBCS Philly. Sabres are, they're, they're being the Sabres. They're having a hell of a season. Uh, six team outside the final wild card spot in the East, 24th in the league with 66 points, 29, 28, and 8, minus 17 goal differential. Uh, they're just bad. Flyers won the only meeting so far this year, a 6 to 1 win in Philly on December 19th, connecting at three helpers, JVR two goals. Team scored three power play goals. I think it was the only other game this year the team scored three power play goals besides Sunday's game that just happened against the Rangers. Uh, Sabres are 21st with a 2.88 goals per game, tied for 21st in goals against per game, 18th ranked power play, 31st ranked penalty kill. So the first two games should be challenges for the Flyers in terms of the power play and power play production. Uh, this last game against the Sabres, they should get at least one power play goal. Uh, they, I mean, especially the way it's been moving now, it, it feels like it'll be a situation where they're going to just overload the Sabres with chances and it's just a matter of whether or not they get a break along going in. Um, and the Sabres' underlying metrics are terrible. 18th in shot attempts, 4 percentage. 24th in expected goals, 4 percentage. 29th with 1.99 expected goals, 4 per 60. They're one of three teams with under two expected goals, 4 per 60. Winnipeg is the uh, one of the other two. They're 30th, 1.98. And Detroit is 31st, 1.93. So it's not really good when you're lumped in with those teams in terms of 5-on-5 five five production. But uh, here the Sabres are. And uh, there's no excuses for them. They host Pitt on Thursday, travel to Philly on Saturday, and then they play the Caps on Monday. So they're not working off a back-to-back or anything. Uh, and they ended this game on a three-game losing streak with games in Winnipeg on Tuesday and against Pittsburgh on Thursday. So the Sabres could be up to a five-game losing streak by the time they play the Flyers. Um, I, The only thing I was going to talk about the Sabres was Jack Eichel, and I forget who was making this. I saw somebody making the point on Twitter today. Um, he writes for, I think it was Adam Herman, the guy that writes for Blue Shirt Banner. Jack Eichel, this is his fifth year in the league. Uh, he now has 336 points in 350 games over the last five seasons. Currently leads the team with 35 goals and 77 points in 64 games. It's a pretty good player. Uh, very dynamic. A lot of fun to watch. If he had any help in Buffalo, they'd be a playoff team. He's going to go five straight seasons without a single playoff game. And he is maybe the most marketable American talent in the NHL right now. Because they keep going to the Patrick Kane, well, I'll be honest with you, I've been off that for a while now, and I think most of the country has. So if the Sabres could just get it together and get them into the postseason and maybe let them score an overtime goal or something, maybe Jack Eichel's story could be a little different. But as it is right now, uh, he's got no help. Uh, Sam Reinhart is second in both goals and points, and he has 13 less goals than Eichel, and he has 14 less points. Uh, no, he has 27 less points than Jack Eichel. And then there's even a drop-off between Reinhardt and the rest. So, And they added Wayne Simmons, uh, but who cares? I mean, we that's interesting to us because he's a former flyer, and he was the man in Philly. But why are you adding Wayne Simmons at the deadline if you're the Sabres? Why are you not selling more pieces? They had a ton of UFAs to get away this year, and they didn't. They didn't do anything. Uh, and it's three bizarre guys. move. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre move. I mean, if Jason Botterill isn't gone by the summer, uh, I don't know. If he's not gone, actually, by the end of this regular season, I don't know what's going on up there. But 
Uh, Simmons, though, three games with Buffalo so far. He has an assist and five shots on goal, averaging 12-24 of ice time. No, that's not good. Uh, he was with Curtis Lazar and Jeff Skinner for two games, and then he was also with Marcus Johansson and Skinner for another. Speaking of Skinner, um, and those numbers, uh, the hell I was talking about, this is his, the first year of an eight-year deal where he makes $9 million against the cap and there's no movement clause. 14 goals and 23 points in 55 games after he scored 40 last season. So have fun with that, Buffalo. It's just a complete mess up there. And I don't even, you know, it's funny. Well, it's funny to us because we hate the Sabres. But at the same time, that's got to suck being a Sabres fan for all these years. Because they had to go through the last playoff series we already mentioned was the 2011 one where the Flyers beat them in seven games. That's the last time they went to the playoffs. Ooh, yeah, and like it, we complain about not having won a series, and justifiably so, but uh, at least Flyers have been there. Yeah, the Flyers have won a playoff series more recently than they've made it, so that's got to be just absolutely agonizing. And um, and then they had the whole rebuild with Tim Murray, and they tanked out, and they were trying to out-tank um, the Coyotes for Connor McDavid, another team got him. And then ever since then, they've kind of been uh, just out in space, just not doing much. And I'm just happy the Flyers aren't the same way, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. The Flyers should uh, spank this team. Uh, they should just roll over. They're not good at all. And also, Allmark is still out. I believe he practiced today. If he doesn't, uh, Jonas Johansson will fill in for him. He's 1-2-1 with an 8.99 save percentage this year. Third round pick in 2014, uh, had a 908 save percentage in 27 ECHL games last year with Cincinnati. So, if that guy's in net, if that defense and penalty kill in front of him, I think the Flyers should score some goals. Um, this isn't a. I mean, this could be a thing where the Flyers overlook the Sabres because they're just that bad in the way the Flyers have been playing recently, and maybe they're due for that Devils type game uh, like they had a couple weeks back when Ghost filled in, but they should roll over the Sabres this time around. I really don't see what would stop them from, uh, from just mopping the floor with the Sabres. I don't, I don't know. I got I got nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, for, it uh, should be another win. I mean, I would think... The Washington game is the toughest game of the week. And oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. they don't overlook either the Carolina game or the Buffalo game, but there's no reason the Flyers expectation wise I would expect the Flyers to have four points at minimum this week hopefully another six point week because next week not to get ahead of you know the the next Flyers forecast for you but, forecast forecast yeah uh, forecast 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 uh but next week is looking pretty tough so this is another week where the Flyers really need to maximize their points and and just take care of business more than anything yeah and you know it's funny uh you're talking about not overlooking any games and the caps is a big one. I guess it would make the hurricanes, the big trap game of the week, because if they do beat the caps, you have that back to back. And if you're it's going a trap against, game, if you're going up against Anton Forsberg, and I'd be like, all right, boys, let's settle in here. So, but then if they lose that game, they should be pissed off. And they come, I, I, I don't think there's any way they're losing this game against the Sabres. I say that that's to date that. And then uh, we'll come back to that when they lose on uh, Saturday. But until what then, if they come out and eat a ton of pizza and wings right before the game? <laughs> <laughs> just, just relive that six to two win from last year all over again. <laughs> but yeah. in the Sabres boys. Yeah. Where's Hextall? That's right. Let them know we're eating this pizza. <laughs> Although we'll, uh, we'll talk. Apparently we're going to be talking about Hextall this week because we haven't read that article yet, but we're going to be, uh, we'll be, uh, 
talking about that on the Purr Player this week. See what that's all about. Ooh. Uh, How do you think goalie's playing out this week? I got to go hard, Elliot Hart. Uh, that's my. I don't. I don't think you play Elliot against the Caps, and I don't think you put Hart in for the both games of the back-to-back because we know that AV is not Hackstall. So I think it's got to be hard, Elliot Hart. So that's. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. I mean, that's and it's. It's been a since there's been a game we've had to rely on Elliot to kind of, I guess, carry the load. But I, I, I could see a situation where that's the case on Thursday. Team's tired in the second game back-to-back. And also, the Hurricanes are good at driving play. So it could be one of those games where the Flyers look like they're getting killed just because they're getting a lot of pucks down at their net. Um, so he might have to make like a 30 or 35 save performance to help the Flyers win. We'll see. It's been it's been a second since he's... Uh, a big dog. Of course, there's probably one I'm forgetting about that happened like two weeks ago, but I mean, like, actually lead the charge and a win. So, uh, all right, you want to go over our players of the week? Our picks players of the week, of the week which apparently it's just all mine now. <laughs> no, no, Craig I, just, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, here, here's, here's where we're at. <laughs> it worked now, out, <laughs> it did work out, it did work out. So, last week, I uh, I picked both of them because Craig is just a horrific jinx. Yeah. A horrific yeah, jinx. I'm not doing it. Yeah. He's not doing it. Not going to do it. I picked Matt Niskanen and Jakob Voracek and Niski had the opening goal against the Rangers and another assist. So two points and Voracek had himself a couple games against the Rangers. He had six points in two games against the Rangers, including four points in the the game in Philadelphia. Four assists in that game for Jake Voracek. My God. My God. Yeah, he's he's been killing it lately. He's been looking real good lately. Uh, a big fan. As you can tell by the six assists. <laughs> yeah. This week, I guess I'm picking two again? Yeah. Uh, yeah we're, we're still doing it. I mean, you made two good picks, so why not give you two more good picks here? <laughs> All right, well, uh, since I went with Niskanen last week, I think I'm going to pick his partner in crime, who, weirdly enough, has the same number of points as Niskanen. And, Weird. Uh, yeah. Ivan Provorov and Matt Niskanen have 33 points apiece, so I'm going to go with Ivan Provorov. And I am also going to go with... Who's, uh, who's feeling good on here? I think I'm going to go with Scott Lawton. Oh, all right. Okay. It's, Scott Lawton had a, not this past week, but the week before was absolutely killing it. Lighting it up. So I, you know, I liked what I saw from him. I think Scott Lawton's having a, having a nice year for himself. And I'm going to pick him as my other player of the week choice. So we got Ivan Provorov and Scott Lawton. All right. I like it. Yeah. So Lawton did have, uh, Lawton Hayes connected were on fire for a couple games. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, Lawton is, He's going to set a career high for goals uh, whenever he scores his next one, which is kind of insane considering he's missed he's missed a bunch of time this year, and it's still early March. But uh, I like all right, I like those choices. I can get behind that. All but, right. I didn't want to go with any of the obvious ones this week, so yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. off the beaten path, you know. And I can't go with Joel Farabee because who knows if he's going to be in the minors or with the team on no. a given day right now. Yeah, yeah, that uh, I'm still waiting on that. I, I'm still, I'm still betting it's going to become uh, Grant as a three C. Long goes on the four C, and then Jeff Farabee's in the top six. That would it's be all up to Tom Nathan's. My yeah, yeah, Tom Nathan's needs to. Yeah, I'm already. I was like lukewarm on both these deals. Uh, 
I thought Grant could be the one I liked, and Thompson would be the one I hated, and I feel like it's already going that way. I mean, Grant Erickson and Tom Nathans. How can you, <laughs> how can you beat these guys? We should just do like a really crappy like SNL opening with all these bad names. Grant Thompson, Derek Nathan, Nate, Nate Granson, with musical guest stained, <laughs> featuring Limp Biscuit. The real deal, y'all. All right, that, that's enough of this forecast. I, once you start talking about that reference, it's yeah, it's gone past the point of no return. So we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm on the outside and Craig's looking at Anyway, if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca, which is the one I usually use on flight verbally, but whatever, it's late. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. You working on anything for BSH this week? I know you're going to be on a few podcasts this week, my friend. I'm going to be doing a bunch of podcasting and stuff. I did want to still get one out, uh, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to wait to, I'm going to see if I can get it out. I always throw out what I'm going to write, and then nothing happens. So I'm just going to work on it, and then I'll get it out there. So right. I have something lined up. I just don't. Yeah, I got to get it out in the next day or two. Okay, well that works, and uh, he's going to be on four podcasts this week. So four podcasts. Craig's, yep. Craig's having a week. I'm filling in a week. I, I will. I'm filling in for BSH, and then also I'm doing the post game on Wednesday. So hopefully, I, I should have mentioned that when we we're doing the predictions. Usually that doesn't bode well when I'm doing the post games, but I did uh. do the last Flyers Caps post game when it was in DC. So who knows? Fly probably being recorded late Thursday for friday release fyi and of course speaking of fly purbly you should follow fly purbly on twitter that's the account i run you could also follow Bomb, but make it fly purbly for all of your hockey needs follow bsh radio follow broad street hockey be sure to rate subscribe listen all that great stuff on whatever podcast service you'd like for broad street hockey that's it we're done all we got folks thank you so much for listening and until next time good night and good hockey